ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Undertaker, Steve Austin, buried alive. Sign me up, Jeff. Seriously. Like, you'd hope for a stipulation after, what, 225 episodes, happy anniversary. Like, we have never covered a Buried Alive match, so it was time. Are you serious? Yeah. We've never covered a Buried Alive match. There's so many, man. (laughs) Like, you know? Um, Yeah. I've got a history of the Buried Alive for us, so don't worry. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I did not know this. All right. I'm I'm pumped to cover it. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, so I guess I mean I guess that answers the question. You got your we, answer. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to cover buried alive. Yeah, plain and simple. This was you and I. I think we had a couple months ago. We had talked about uh, like uh, I think we we were t- we were covering one match and we the buried alive came up. Or oh, it's the board talking. We're talking Taker Mankind and all the different matches that they had throughout their their you know feud together. And then yep. we started talking about buried alive matches. Yeah. Yep. And so that's how we got onto this. And so um I guess, you know, if you're gonna pick one, like we covered Mankind Undertaker in a boiler room. So let's do something a little different and cover uh uh Stone Cold and the Undertaker in a buried alive. Like, why not? Like, you know, it's just such a weird match. I again I do not expect this to be good, uh, but I'm hoping to have fun. And that, you know, going into that, that I think is the uh that's the approach to take here. Yeah, well, I'm pumped to cover this one. I, I'm just excited to talk a lot about The Undertaker because there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about, Buried Alive. So totally. sign me up, man. I'm in. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, are you ready, Jeff? Yeah, as ready as I can be. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Let's cover Rock Bottom 1998 and get into The Build. Oh, it's time for The Build. So, Rock Bottom, <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the uh, um, the entrance yet. I'm, I'm sure you did as you pulled up the match, but it's all about The Rock, man. Like the posters, The Rock giving Road Dog a Rock Bottom, and then The Rock holding the title is, uh, you know, like the banners on each side of the entrance. Uh, I don't know. Kind of kind of funny, yeah. man. Yes, they're there, both of them. Yeah, I guess it's his show. It's weird. In some places, this is labeled as an in your house. In other places, this is just labeled as rock bottom. Maybe that's because of what it was at the time. But yeah, just kind of weird. But yeah. Yeah. And then interestingly enough, the rock is not the, you know, not the main event, but we'll we'll get into why that <laughs> be the case. Right. Um, December 13th, 1998, we're in Vancouver. There are 20,000 people at this show. I mean, it is sure. packed, and the and the rating. I mean, the buy rate two hundred ninety thousand for some bullshit B pay per view. That's a massive, massive number. Uh, it really is, especially like it, it, I say these like you know outside the U.S. shows, which Canada counts. Like we've definitely seen it nowadays. Like people are showing up full force. Yeah. So 
we had a um we had a, four dark matches on this show if you can believe that i have no idea why Wait, um, it wasn't even a heat was it no i you know what maybe maybe it was maybe they were so they don't they don't signify on this maybe these were matches that were on heat but they were all one or two minutes long so um Dwayne Gill is going to keep his light heavyweight championship by defeating Matt Hardy Kevin Quinn is going to defeat Brian Christopher Triple H is going to defeat draws and then the new age outlaws are going to defeat the acolytes uh, of course, Bradshaw and Farouk by DQ. So that's why, again. I can see why it's a dark match card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, the actual pay per view now. Uh, D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry are going to defeat Supply and Demand, which was the Godfather and Val Venus. Jeff, I did not remember that was their tag team name. Uh, me neither. <laughs> okay, Supply and Demand. The Headbangers are going to defeat the Oddities in six minutes. Steve Blackman's going to defeat Owen Hart by countout. The Brood, which was Christian Edge and Gangrel, are going to defeat the Job Squad of Al Snow, Bob Hawley, and Scorpio uh, in nine minutes. Goldust is going to defeat Jeff Jarrett by DQ in a strict tease match, uh, guessing that had something to do with Deborah. The New Age Outlaws, who had already wrestled in on Heat or in a dark match, are going to retain their tag titles in 16 minutes by defeating the corporation, which was Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock. Your semi-main event, Mankind is going to defeat The Rock for the title by referee stoppage. This was when Mankind and The Rock were just trading match uh, titles back and forth. Okay. Yep. Now in your main event, you have Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Buried Alive. The stipulation here, as I'm sure you're going to get into, was the right to compete in the 1999 Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. So, I know they had wrestled. Well, they they had wrestled before this, um, but but get into how we got to this match and this stipulation. Yeah, a lot of boy, just all over the place here with some of these matches. Like it's a sure. travesty that you give the big boss man a three quarters of a star, but that we'll save that for a different day. Um, n- nothing really great here. And so um, you actually had, and so this was um, when Austin lost the championship um, in a handicap match that also included Kane. Um, and so you had both guys actually being, you know, having difficulties at Survivor Series. Um, Austin received a title match the next evening, um, and there was just a bunch of interference. The Undertaker came to the ring, hit Austin with the shovel. And so despite, like, continuing, Austin, like, he passed out. It was a whole thing. It was in the hot, like, admitted to the hospital. And so it's just, it was really I, it was really weird way to tell the story, but that's how they were doing it. And so um, it was actually a live feed from the hospital was used for Austin to be interviewed on Raw as War. Um, but then you actually had Undertaker arriving at the hospital with Paul Bearer, kidnapping him and attempting him to bury him alive uh, before changing his mind to try and embalm him instead. <laughs> really weird. Um, and so um, I, I really wonder, like, at this point, like, who is the WWE employee that has to call a hospital and be like, okay, here's the deal. Here's what we need to do. We need a room for a night 
And here's what we're going to do. And um, <laughs> we're going to kidnap a patient with an undertaker, a guy dressed as an undertaker. So let's not scare the shit out of everybody in the hospital. Um, how much is it going to take? Like, um, I mean, for my hospital, I would donate the, the time because that's the kind of guy I am. But seriously, like, that's just just really, really weird. So, um, so at this point, too, you had McMahon actually capitalizing uh, on the rivalry between them wanting to get away from Austin in the championship, actually booking this buried alive match with the res- the winner receiving a spot in the Royal Rumble. Um, and so just really weird, like, you know, kind of how they would enter that plays into the match itself, which or the Royal Rumble match itself, which we'll talk about after the fact. But really, you had these guys. Uh, in the lead up to this one kind of feuding back and forth you actually had austin um feuding or not feuding but aligning himself with kane there was like they were being chased by asylum orderlies i went back and watched some of it it's just really weird like to, to kind of watch it and so um you actually had like Paul Bear got thrown down a sewer. Like it was like it, it didn't make a ton of sense. You had um, Mankind and The Rock involved in this one. There was a tag team match um, as well, so that was weird. Uh, you had Austin being crucified in front of the Titan Tron as well too. Like just uh, like. I would say like, well, we're starting this match at, you know, when we're starting, we'll give you the timestamp, like just watch the video package before this one, because how, how I describe it doesn't really justify like just how nutty the build up to, or yeah, the, the build to this match was like, just crazy. Wow. Sure. That's a lot, man. There's just as soon as you know, you would think like when you when you're kidnapping someone in the hospital, that that would be enough. But you really got to bring in like, of course, you have to have a tag match. Can they get along type stuff? Like, you know, I guess you got to crucify the guy. You got to really put, you know, the uh, really make the fans understand what's going on. And so, yeah, just just funny and weird. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to jump right into this and they they just kind of start brawling right away. So two hours, 16 minute mark, rock bottom, 1998, two hours, 16 minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? For whatever's going to happen, I am ready. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we go. Steve Austin walking up to the uh, buried alive. Yeah. Set, if you will. They got the tombstone with Austin and Taker on it. That's a good little we yeah, that's a good tombstone, yeah. We're off and running. So Taker, Austin, brawling. Taker meeting the meeting each other halfway up the I say the ramp. Yep. Entryway. Double just birds. Double we're birds. Off, yeah, always good. Running. Hey, so well, let's let's have you go first. You you said you had some buried alive history for us. Yeah, so. and so I would have thought I thought there was more buried alive matches, and so uh, since 1996, we have only had five buried alive matches. I'm surprised there was wasn't more. Um, the Undertaker being involved in every single one. So of course, the first one being the Undertaker beating Mankind. That was October 1996. Uh, and then this would be the next one actually in 1998. Okay. Uh, you got one more. You had the Undertaker and Big Show beating the Rock and Sock Connection. That was 1999. Uh, Then you had Vince beating The Undertaker in 2003. 
Uh, and finally, you had Kane beating The Undertaker in 2010 in a Buried Alive match. And so um, not a whole lot, just like the uh, Inferno match. Looking at a few lists here, almost universally, the Undertaker-Mankind match, excuse me, Undertaker-Mankind match is number one if you're ranking <laughs> Buried Alive matches uh, with this Austin match uh, Undertaker and Austin match becoming number two. And so uh, it, 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 uh, it kind of deviates after that kind of what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like just uh, <laughs> not a whole lot to not a whole lot on the bone here, but uh, over that course of time, there was a few of them though. Yeah. Well, so good, good segue. So the final buried alive match was 2010. And that's going to be Kane defeating the Undertaker. What I what I thought would be interesting, Jeff, is I was just I was just curious, like how the Undertaker's final years as a performer went, and uh, maybe some of this will surprise you, maybe it won't, but but if nothing else, I think it's a fun uh, trip down memory lane. So, 2010 was the last year where I won't say he was a regular, but I mean he wrestled quite a few matches so 2010 was um you got the uh final match of Shawn michaels career at the time so you had that wrestlemania match um he worked a handful of matches over the summer and then the final uh couple months of the year september and october him and kane had a no dq match then they had a hell in a cell match and then they had that buried alive match, and none of them were rated highly. But in October of 2010 was when Kane buried the Undertaker. Okay. So the next time we saw the Undertaker was at WrestleMania versus Triple H, and of course, uh, the Undertaker would win that match. Then the Undertaker went away until the following WrestleMania when he won the Hell in the Cell match against Triple H. Then he went away for another year until he beat CM Punk at WrestleMania. Okay. He stuck around, well, I won't say stuck around, but but a few weeks later was Undertaker, Kane, and Daniel Bryan defeating the um, Shield. Yep. He wrestled a second match that year. Then he went away for another year and he wrestled Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. Yep. Lot the end of the streak. We know that, yep. Then the following year, 2015, was Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 31. So he wins that match. Then that summer he would wrestle Brock Lesnar in a singles match at SummerSlam, which he won. And then he would, and this was kind of the finishing of the trilogy. He lost a hell in a cell match. um, And that was four and a quarter stars. It's a fantastic match. Mm -hmm. Um, And then him and Kane would wrestle against Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper uh, in November. I'm, I'm guessing that was survivor series. So then bye bye undertaker until uh, WrestleMania the following year, he wrestled against Shane McMahon in the Hell in a Cell match. Then the following WrestleMania, sorry, before we get to that, 
uh, he was in the Rumble. That was the year in San Antonio. It was Taker, Goldberg um, in, in the Royal Rumble. Kind of they really loaded that that Rumble up. Um, and then that WrestleMania was that really bad match against um, Roman Reigns. So that was 2017. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he went away until after the fall. So he didn't even wrestle with the, the fall in WrestleMania. Um, Rusev in a casket match in Saudi Arabia. Undertaker Triple H in Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, that was in uh that was the one in Australia. Then the following month uh was the DX match, that really bad one. Then seven months later was that awful Goldberg match. And it was like, hey, what's going on here? Obviously, bad taste in his mouth. So he comes back a month later, and it was him and Roman Reigns. Against Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, if you remember that no holds barred match at yep. uh, Extreme Rules in Philly, that was yep. lost. Okay, and then that was really it. He did that uh, kind of. Remember, he showed up at the end of that gauntlet match against AJ Styles. Um, that was in uh, February, and then by April, uh, in that Boneyard match, uh, Undertaker would win and retire. So that that's how the last. It's pretty crazy. I mean, that, you know, he didn't wrestle much, but he basically stayed around for 10 years. So, you know, I I, I think it's interesting because you, know, you look at some of these guys and you're like, gosh, you know, Cena, how much was left in Cena? Well, maybe not a lot regularly, but could you do a match a year as an attraction with a yeah. Cena or with a Lesnar? So it's an interesting way to basically keep a guy around for another decade, you know, feeling like he's still active even though he's really not yeah i like it, i appreciated how nxt like everybody lost their shit when uh they're like the takers gong was at the end of that one commercial like the week before when they were going back and forth with aew and i just thought that was kind of they're like he's coming it's gonna happen like we're gonna see him and sure enough we did but yeah like i'll not like i think you've said it before i'll always say too like i'll never not pop for that like the Undertaker gong, I will always lose my mind. Like plain and simple. Like tease me with it. Like you know, I will always be a fan of that. So, um, but it's yeah. cool too because even if we're never going to get the um, the traditional Undertaker again, yep, it's kind of okay because he still comes out to the dong. You know what I mean? So you still get that like shock effect right. of like dong. Yeah, exactly. You can still do it. So, uh, yeah, both guys standing in the grave at this point. That's a great shot with the tombstone in the back with both yep. guys' pictures on it. And so just beating each other up in the grave. Um, it's got to be a tough, uh, you know, it, it, I say environment to wrestle in. Like, literally, you're wrestling on the ground in dirt. Like, it's got to, yeah. like, just to do anything effective has to be super difficult. Really not a whole hell of a lot you can do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You're not running the ropes there. Like that's just plain and simple. You can tell how fake it is too from that camera angle. Like they, I see they tried. I give them that. So yeah. So you may not know this, Jeff, but around this time, the Undertaker was kind of working in the uh, offices in Stamford a little bit. You know, thinking as he wound down his career, he might do some booking and and some stuff in the office. Uh, apparently, though, it didn't work out. Hmm. Got, yeah, just like, you know, for as hard of a worker as he was a wrestler, it just seemed like he didn't want to do much. Every time someone would ask him to do something, you know what he said? Well, go ahead. I'm buried. 
there we go there it is it's been a while since we've had a joke good job buddy um Thank you. I, I knew it was coming so <laughs> i could i can understand that so um good job hey let yeah. me ask you this so sure. you know we were talking earlier about the rock and mankind they were hot shotting the title back and forth felt like every title in wrestling was hot shotted all the time during this era like can you really name like a dominant title run i mean even austin I don't know if he ever held the belt more than like six or eight months without losing it. So Mm -hmm. my question to you is right now, do you feel like the the title reigns are almost too long? Like reigns, Gunther, like are, are they, are we at a point where it's like, okay, not every title reign has to be, a year or longer. I don't where do you where do you stand on that? Like because you got to be yeah. careful. If you do it too much, then it almost becomes too predictable. And and it's like you're just protecting these guys and they're you know they're defending the title every other pay-per-view and maybe a little bit on TV, but a year-long title reigns, you know, might only be eight defenses. So where where do you stand on that? Because like that's gonna knock on Rhea too is Oh, yeah. well, yeah, she's been champion for a while, but she's barely defended it against anyone. And, you know, Gunther's had a great reign, but it's like, you know, again, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I want your thoughts on that. At a certain point, yeah, I think if we're getting good matches, like we're getting from like Gunther, like, great. Like, I'm a fan of that. There's still a lot to tell there. I don't think he's been overexposed, which has been good. Um, even as long as he's had the belt, like, he's been great. Um, I... I think that there are certain belts that just like, I still think of Seth's, you know, that was still a secondary title. Like, you know, after Roman, like they just, you know, I think Vince just didn't, because he was still working a lot of that, like just didn't want to, didn't want to have him lose. And so what do you do? Like you invented a new belt. Like that's just weird. I am a huge fan of the long reigns though. Like I do like those. Um, I do think that it, it, I don't necessarily think it adds prestige to the title. I do think it adds prestige to the wrestler. Like I think we think more now of Gunther because of um, like the matches that he's had and whether he had the belt or not, like I think that adds a little bit to it, but I think it adds more to him as a wrestler. Um, and so I, I, I just think that's the way to approach it. I think some belts, like they're just, they're lost to, they don't know what to do necessarily. Like I didn't like, um, I thought it was weird. If you remember, there was a few weeks like when Oscar was on NXT and they had like, they were doing a behind the scenes photo shoot or whatever. And they handed her the old NXT belt. Cause technically she never lost it. And so it's still her belt, whatever. But I was like, well, Becky was the champ. And so that just kind of felt weird to me. And so I think that they do need to be careful with kind of what they're doing and how they present it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, uh, they're doing more right than wrong. But yeah, if you had to ask me, like, I want the long reigns. Like, I I, I really like that in telling the story because I don't think you need – some stories don't need a belt. Like I think back to Bray when they were doing that and they had him just demolish Seth or whatever it was. And he won the belt. Like he didn't need the belt. Like that character, like it was just a terrible idea. Like Taker didn't always have the belt and he, you know, and you know, and, and what he had to do. So, yeah, I think it's just telling the right story. Like it's something uh, the women's titles are lost. Like they just threw together Chelsea green and Piper Niven, like whatever, like, I don't care about that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just, it, it varies from title to title. I don't, I don't just, dis, I don't disagree with you. I just, I, I just think it's like, you, you can't, 
every title can't the story around every title can't be oh so and so's had it for a really long time. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and, and it, it's genuine surprise too, like when they drop the belt. Like, you know, put it like surprise me. Like cause sometimes, you know, right now you'd always think that he's gonna win with that intercontinental belt, but like you find the right person, the right person, not just have him drop it because you know, yeah, it's time for him to drop it. Like, yeah, like let's let's do this right. Yeah. We're back in the ring at this point. Um, we had a little bit of action, like I said, down by the grave. Um, but which, you know, hard to watch that, but they are now wrestling, kind of covered in the dirt too. The the ring oh, yeah. mats all dirty and shit. Um, like, you know, there's a bad choke slam there. Yeah, I don't know if he's like trying to protect his neck or what. That was uh that was a great I like Taker had to feel good after that Braun Breaker choke slam, though. Like I thought I heard the ring call of up. And I, I don't know if he was saying up or if he was just saying like, up, oh, like, you know, the Midwest greeting type thing. But uh, either way, like Bron, <laughs> he he sold the shit out of it and got like, he got about five feet of vertical air. Like that man was flying. Like it was really good. So you're you're of the mindset that we will see Undertaker wrestle again. I, I'm always going to believe that. I, like part of it is because I, I have to believe it. Part of it's because I want to believe it. Um, I don't know how that match would go. I don't know how that match would look. I have no clue like who um, like it would be against. You need the right person that he could work with. Um, you I, know, but I will yeah. tell I will tell you that there is absolutely money in one more, right? I mean, now it's been long oh, yeah. enough. I mean, hell, it's it, it'll it'll be, I mean, I God, it's hard to believe it'll be four years by WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if he can physically go and he wants to go, I, I, I gotta think that, I mean, that that's one of those, you know, ending night one of WrestleMania. I don't know who the opponent is. I don't, I mean, gosh, I mean, in one way it could be anyone, but it's like, if you, if you did that one more, um, mm -hmm. gosh, you know, I, I mean, I hate to say KO because I, they kind of did that with Austin, but uh, you, you know that a, a heel KO would be a really good match. Uh, you know, AJ wanting an opportunity at him again in front of an audience. I think there's some intrigue there. You know, you could also, you know, take like a Braun Breaker. And say, hey, here, here. I mean, imagine this. Here, play, play around with this for a second. Braun Breaker's main roster debut is in the main event of WrestleMania. And how you get there is you attack Biker Taker. Mm -hmm. And maybe even you, you know, like destroy Biker Taker, right? And so the dead man has to come back. We just got a uh, stunner into the um, into the uh, grave, which was looked awesome. So I don't know if this is going to be it, but he's about to start burying him. So, um, but you, you follow me there, Jeff? Yeah, you know, absolutely. And Taker wins. Who cares? You you made Braun Breaker because you're putting him on the last match at WrestleMania. He becomes a huge star. You know, yep. he can he can say, "I main evented WrestleMania." You know. 
that son of a bitch got lucky, right? So it's like he's fine. And and all right, takers up. And so I, I I really like the idea of that. But I mean, you know, you you can bring back Undertaker for a match, and it can absolutely headline WrestleMania and be pretty awesome. Again, physically go. I you you don't know what condition he's in or not, and what surgeries he's had. But if he feels good, oh, I I I think it would be fantastic, and you accomplish so much. You have a WrestleMania match. You make a new star in Braun Breaker, even if he loses. Taker goes out with an incredible moment instead of being, um, instead of being, uh, you know, in, in an empty arena. What do you? Think? I, yeah, I w- I would not want it to be a Saudi show. I'd want it to be like something that he has ties to. I would even say, like you say, Mania. Like I would love to see him at Survivor Series. Oh wow! Yep. Kane crawling out of the who spent the last 20 minutes in the grave has so, crawled so yeah, out. So there was it. like so Undertaker gets out of the grave. Um there's a huge fire thing that goes off. Kane is now out. And now Undertaker is fighting Kane and, and Austin ran backstage after Paul Bearer. And so, because I think he thought he thought he finished the match and buried him. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my timeline right here. So, this match took place when this was December of '98. Yes. So yeah, this December thirteenth, nineteen ninety. Been there for a year. Yeah, Kane had been there. Yep. Oh, low blow there to Kane. Um. Point, yeah, I think Taker, like, bring him back. Survivor Series, he has ties to, obviously, making his debut. Like, Tombstone here to Kane? Nope. Um, Mania makes a ton of sense because it's Mania. Like, that's going to be the biggest stage of it all. Uh, I wonder, is he... Here comes the Tombstone. Austin driving the back, or the, the, the backhoe. Tombstone pile driver from Kane to Taker. Uh, and dumps him in the grave. I wonder is is at this point is Undertaker healthier than he's been in a while because he's had time off. He's had the surgeries, maybe like it. You know, he's not taking bumps. You know, even every couple of months, is he like you know? Is he running the ropes? You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, I just, I'd love to know what he's doing right now, or is just him and Michelle and the girls just kind of hanging out? Like who knows. I appreciated the one back uh, behind the scenes video. I don't know if you saw it of him and sh- he walked into Shawn Michaels' office, which that is weird enough to say. But he walked into Michaels' office at the performance center and was just like, "I brought my gear. I'm ready to go." And Michaels just like, "Don't even need your gear, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're just gonna go out and do the choke slam." Yeah, that was pr- that was pretty cool. They are struggling now, trying to get the uh, the dirt close enough. Yeah, it looks like this guy's like, yeah, okay, there you go. Finally, he's getting it. God, I, I, now I want to watch this just to see like how they did the stunt, right? It's got, well, with Kane, it's got to be like the magician's trick where there's the secret like side door. Yeah. Uh, the guy right now, he is struggling. <laughs> really struggling. It's like he's never used this before. Got to get Brock out there. Brock knows how to use that shit. Like, I mean, look how look how annoyed Austin is. 
course, they this may be when they they may be doing this on purpose so they can get him out of there. He may yeah, already gone. Yeah, he's rolled through. Yep. So that's it. I, like you don't ring the, you're not ringing the bell. I don't know. They 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 built like a little bit of a hill there, and so like the the the, the driver can't get it up um, to like where he needs to. I got did the bell ring? You got Austin. Oh, there you go. All right, Hebner raising Austin's hand. He's got, and I guess it doesn't matter because everybody's cheering and having a good time. So yeah, he's, he's chugging some Steve Weisers right now with Hebner. There you go. Oh, that's funny. Okay. And I, you get, he's not even in there. Like it, it looks like he's just been buried and he's not even in there. Oh boy. All right. Let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't bad. It was what it was like, you know, for a very live match. I'm not going to complain. Like, obviously, it got weird at the end there, but I, what, I'm not going to shit on that. So, um, yeah, it was just it was perfectly acceptable. I wasn't even sports entertained, as I like to say. It was it was it was fine. It was whatever. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's Steve Austin, so you can get away with a lot because he's just so damn popular. I mean, anything that guy did in 97, 98, 99, I mean, it's just like, I mean, this isn't good. I mean, I, like, like, oh, if, no. if, if they did this now, right, That that's, I guess that's a question to ask yourself. If they did this now... you'd probably say it was horrible, right? Yeah, you would hope that maybe they would find a better way to do it, but also, like, I, I think you could bring the gimmick back under the right circumstances. Maybe Bray would have been the guy to do it, like, you know, um, if he was still with us. I don't know, but, like, it just, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, okay. So, with this one, though, with, with, with the victory here, Austin qualified uh, for the 1999 Royal Rumble, taking place just a couple, about a month and a half after this. Um, it was actually, and then in 1999, he would come out and help Mankind defeat The Rock to become the championship by hitting The Rock with a steel chair. Um, so, we all you know kind of remember that. Um, it, feuding with McMahon at this point as well, too, is actually during the Royal Rumble. Um, McMahon drew Austin's entry number with the intention of screwing him over uh austin drew entry number one and so man drew number two thanks to commissioner sean michaels at the time so yeah during the rumble match austin followed man out of the ring and into the backstage area only to be ambushed by members of the corporation um he disappeared for a little bit and so um uh, re-entered the match gave a stone cold stunner to my favorite big boss man eliminating him and so the match was down to austin and a mcmahon on that one rock came down distracted austin who was eliminated by mac mcmahon and so mcmahon winning the 1999 royal rumble um sure um taker on the flip side of this one this is when you got the uh updated uh I say updated Undertaker, the Ministry of Darkness coming into play at this one, being a little bit more having the followers. Um, of course, you got the uh, kidnapping Stephanie McMahon storyline, which everybody knows and loves. Um, 
you know, trying to marry her and sacrifice her as well, too, with Paul Bear, like just, you know, Austin rescuing her at that point. Um, it was actually over the edge pay-per-view Undertaker beat Austin for his third WWF WWE championship with help from Shane McMahon, excuse me, Shane McMahon, who was the special guest referee. Ooh, excuse me. And then, of course, getting into the higher powers, we all know. Well, we'll spoil it for anybody if you don't know the story, but we all know, should know. You can find out one day who the higher power is um, that Undertaker was reporting to. It's the weird time in wrestling. It really um, was. It really was. So, uh, but PWI, uh, Stone Cold Numero Uno, number one, 1998. Taker coming in at number five. So both pretty high here. Uh, the torch on this one, Steve Austin defeated Undertaker in a buried alive match during entry into the Royal Rumble. Two had a decent but nondescript brawl all over the Iowa and gravesite before going into the terrible finish sequence. After a chair shot, Undertaker threw Austin into the grave and began covering him with dirt. Austin escaped, gave Undertaker a center, man covering him with dirt from a wheelbarrow. Paul Bearer got in Austin's face, so he chased him to the back. Then the lame and disorganized finish took place. Bad match. So half a star. Woo! uh incredible thumbs down on this show 92 percent reporting uh versus a one percent thumbs up that's a that's crazy right there um uh this is one of those deals where anything that could go wrong did undertaker is already limited as he's been working for months without a rest on a broken ankle austin was suffering from an intestinal virus and had barely eaten the previous week to make things worse early in the match he took a bump on uneven dirt uh, on his shoulder, which tore his oblique and abdominal muscle on the right side. He worked the rest of the match with the feeling of being stabbed in the side every time he moved his torso and went to the hospital after the match and actually missed the television taping, which says something since he made TV the day after being dropped on his head by Owen Hart. Uh, so he was not himself, particularly as the match progressed. The crowd hurt by the previous finish was totally dead to the point in spots that you actually thought they had turned off the crowd audio, which was positively eerie when on Austin was in the ring. Uh, the whole, uh, let's see, the bulldozer eventually dumped one load of dirt onto the grave and didn't do a thing again for what seemed like eternity. The whole scene was dead and took forever. Or her, El, Earl Hebner, I guess, getting tired of waiting for a pop that wasn't going to come raise Austin's hand and the two shared another couple of beers. Three quarters of a star. So you got a, a half a star, three quarters of a star. Not totally surprising. What are you giving this one? I mean, I'm giving it a three. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the worst thing I've ever watched, but it's just really stupid. It just didn't work. It, you know, the, 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 you know, whatever the theater of it was, right. The stunts just didn't, didn't work at all. So yeah, didn't work for me, man. What about you? Two and a half. It just, yeah. I'm with you. Like there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling even like it was just kind of to tell the story and that story it was told, but, and I guess that is one way to get your uh, Royal Rumble entry, but let's hope we don't do that again. Like, <laughs> um, you know, the buried alive, there's a you know, way to do it. I would definitely, you know, you, you think back to like the Hardys and doing stuff at the compound or undertakers, like in a last match, like there's ways to do that match that are not like, <laughs> in the arena like you don't have to ship in a whole bunch of dirt to make it happen and so um yeah I, it was perfectly it was i won't even say perfectly fine it was acceptable for what it was i'm glad we watched it so we don't have to watch it again but yeah that's where we're at <laughs> 
Well, final thoughts. Yeah. What are we What are we covering next? Or do you even know uh, yet? I do know. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you. We, we've got three. We got three more before the end of the year. We're going to start with uh, Degeneration X versus Jericho. That's Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, two thousand nine. Um, and then I wanted to throw a TNA match in there. Two classic or two uh, legends, if you will, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe in a TNA championship match. And then the final episode of the year, Christmas Day, coming to you. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'd have to look back. I forget what we did. I, I, for whatever reason, Starcade matches, you know, when it took place, we're always at the end of the year. So we are doing Ric Flair versus Vader, title versus career, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, Starcade 1993. Okay, I'm down. We got some good stuff, yeah. And then I won't spoil it. I won't tell you what, but of course, we got some New Japan in the new year. I've got a Ring of Honor match in the new year. like, And then uh, because you you said it, I forget if it was uh, this episode or last, uh, Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. I will spoil that one. I got a Loser Leaves Town from 1993 between Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. Can't wait. Good stuff. Yep, absolutely. I want to remind everybody too, of course, don't forget Manscaped. Like you still have time, get your order in before Christmas. You can get your order delivered to you, but make sure to get that free delivery to get that 20% off. You're using our promo code payoff, just payoff. 20% off everything in the store. Stuff's on sale. They've got all kinds of new stuff to end the year out. You want to order it. I, I, I was I was thinking to myself, like, God, I, I need to take a count of how many Manscaped products I have. And then I stopped counting. When I got into the high teens, I was like, holy shit. Not just like, not just like, you know, the beard hedger, not just like you've got the handyman that you like. Like I've got, you know, the the, the deodorants and the cleansers and all kinds of other stuff that I have just when you find that good deal using our promo code payoff to help you out like it is worth it so yeah good and stuff every everything they everything they make is really good i, you know, I so like my yeah fear, my fear was okay you made a great little ball trimmer fantastic but right. you know your your shampoo quality your nose your ear trimmer like all this other stuff i'm like eventually it's just going to be like not that great no but they're their stuff is really, really good. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan, and you know I I know, and, and they're reasonably priced. It's not like these are like super high end products. I mean, you get it, and you're like, okay, it's gonna last forever, and it's really nice, and it comes with a charger. I don't have to pump a bunch of batteries into it. Good stuff, waterproof, the whole deal. The the best endorsement that it got was actually my wife saying like she like I switched to to a different like. I, I open a new bottle or something. She's like, Oh, like that actually smells really good. And I was like, yep. All right. So like dudes, the ladies like it, ladies, the ladies like it, like, you know, whatever you're going for, like, you know, uh, you know, there's some wrestling conventions in the new year. Look, smell your best, all that stuff. Like this is how you do it. So 20% off payoff using our code. So uh, send them home happy though. Cool. Well, appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you next week on an all new episode of the path.